So are we ready, Spaghetti? Oh, we're ready, Spaghetti. I mean, speaking of Spaghetti, like... <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry for that, for the joke, for the pun. <laughs> I apologize. Welcome to I'd Kill a Spider for You. My name is Catherine. And I'm Carmen. And this is our bi-weekly podcast where we talk about literally whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And this week, spaghetti pun in tow, we are going to be talking about dieting and diet culture, particularly like around the holidays, because mm-hmm. it's coming up, you guys. We're going to have the, what are you going to do when you're eating at your Christmas party, like articles, like yeah. Not that we have any Christmas parties right now, but even so. Um, you're oh, I have... do actually. I have one for work. Oh, God. We're going to have all of the, you know, New Year's, like, dieting. New Year, new me. New Year, you new me. <laughs> what gym are you going to? What workouts can you do? Blah, blah, blah. That's going to be coming up soon. So we wanted yeah. to head it off. We are two racialized women, and we will bring that perspective to everything mm-hmm. uh, that we talk about. We politicize everything. We... Yeah again if we don't mention a guillotine we're sick like <laughs> that's us that's what we're you're just getting. having an off day you know so like strap in let's go let us because f- first of all i am and have always been a bean pole thin this is very difficult for you to say <laughs> human being i was <laughs> like sweating this. through her this <laughs> inter- <clears throat> yes i've always been an extremely thin human being to the point where i have and will always have the nickname flaca in my yeah. family. <laughs> yeah, I've not been that. I've always been fat. I can't believe you and I are a fucking tall, skinny, short, fat combo. Like it's <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> um Garvin's tall as well. I'm five foot one. She's five seven. Like it's uh <laughs> we look like a you. we look like a joke slash lesbian couple everywhere we go. <laughs> So it's great. That's great. what we're going to be bringing to it. Like I was thinking before this episode, I'm like, Carmen's doing, she said she did a lot of research and she was very excited to show me. And I was uh-huh. like, I've been fat my whole life. I'm not doing research on <laughs> diet culture. I got it. It's, it's set. It's very fine. Fair. I have it on lock. I got yeah. it. We, I'm ready. All right. Well, I think one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up, one, obviously the holidays are a huge deal, right? Because you always see the stuff about like, get yourself back to the gym, lose that holiday weight or the yep. Christmas weight. And you're like, what, why? Anyway, the other thing is that I think since the pandemic, the rush on social media to oh get my everybody God. on some sort of a fad diet is ridiculous. I am skinny. I am thin. <laughs> and like, I follow a lot of thin people and for some, and like not on purpose, it's just that like, when you follow a lot of celebrities, like yeah, you'll have mostly thin folks. And the problem is, is that somehow still my explore feed ends up being like 50% manifestation tarot card nonsense and then 50% fad diet workout nonsense. Yeah. And I never knew that there could be so many things wrong with a human being's body. Until this pandemic, when I started to hear words that I'd never heard before, like hip dips, which I realized I had. And I was like, am I not supposed to have these? Yeah, I also have hip dips. It's literally our bones. Like it's like (laughs) how your bones shaped. Like it's fully, that's it's your bones. It's just your bones. And um, I remember over the pandemic, I saw this video that it said that your lips, if, if your upper lip and your bottom lip weren't the same thickness 
you had, there was like something wrong with your face and you had to fix it. <laughs> okay. And RIP I was, all like, white people? Had, like, like what are you talking about? To like even out your lips. And I was like, what? What? Where have we gone? Why? Why? But anyway, just in general. It has been actually very, very, very targeted, very specific. Like what's wrong with your body lately? You're a hundred percent right. And like, Right now, everything's about like the slim thick and like oh. learning about like Brazilian butt lifts and how dangerous they are. Oh, girl. I was like, what? <laughs> Bitches are dying for butts? Like, yes. There has to oh be something. God. There has to be another way. And I yeah. feel really bad saying this, but like, I don't really, <clears throat> I obviously do not have a huge ass. When I tell you I am like a beanpole skinny human, there's not much going on. But the one thing when I heard about, first of all, I would never because I, I just, surgery of that nature kind of scares me but then oh God, when I yeah. heard that you could die from it all I could think about was if my mother had to tell people I die trying to get a bigger butt I literally think about that all the time I'm the like what do you what do you say at your daughter's funeral <laughs> that's that's like exactly you don't have the only a thing I, was I don't think you about. have the funeral you say <laughs> You know what? But also these women do it. I'm sure like it makes a lot of women feel or like men probably do it as well. But it do makes you think there are a lot of men getting BBLs. I mean, honestly, I hope so. Drag queens. But like people do Girl, feel, feel like better about themselves. So I think that's really good. But I also wonder how much of that desire, because it's mostly like it's a lot of like Instagram models, right? Yep. It's not even like runway models. It's just mostly Instagram models going to get these Brazilian butt lifts because their whole identity online is to look not fully human. And also like 95% of the way they look, I swear to God, is posing. You can do a lot with how you pose. You can do like almost all of it. I mean, you have to be like a certain body type already, but like you can do a whole whole lot with lighting, posing, makeup, and a little bit of Photoshop. So it's like, even the people that you're looking at who even get these surgeries, they don't look like that. Didn't Kim Kardashian like have a breakdown because she saw what her butt actually looked like and she had like not seen it in it? forever and she was like <laughs> probably like had a mental breakdown or something I don't know yeah anyway we're not just talking about the slim thicks and the Brazilian butt lifts we're talking about dieting culture but like it's all together it's all wrapped it's up all in connected this terrible soup so yeah let's get to it mm-hmm. so I mean when it comes to diet culture I obviously don't have too much of a <laughs> background in terms of going on too many diets in yeah. the sense that I have generally been an unhealthy human as we've discussed in our um, body image episode. But yeah, I recognize that your disordered eating can happen very easily because I went on the low FODMAP diet, which I'll get into what that is. But I went into that because I was having like chronic pain issues. And my doctor was like, well, and this was before I got diagnosed with anything. So he was just trying to like try different things before, cause it was taking forever to see the specialist. And he said, look, sometimes the low FODMAP diet helps with like, um, inflammation related issues of the stomach. So maybe it'll help with like inflammation related issues with like your pelvis and like your lower back and things like that. So like we can maybe try, see if it helps. We'll just try it. And the problem was that he said, just try it. And I wasn't really given like an end date necessarily, but it's a very strict and like restrictive diet. He didn't tell me to do it forever, but I didn't really know how long he expected me to do it. 
And the issue is, is that it was so restrictive that, yeah, I like lost weight or whatever, but then also it was one of those things where I started to hyper-focus on what I was eating Yeah, and like soup, like to the point where it was just months of me hyper-focusing on like what I'm putting in my body, which is not, (laughs) Catherine knows that's not what I do. No, I come over and Carmen has like those like disgusting, like Cosmo brownies, you know, the ones with like the sprinkle, like the three sprinkles on it. Those are delicious. (laughs) So, um, and it was funny because coincidentally I had seen an article that I think somebody had posted on like Facebook or Reddit or something. And it was about, oh no, no, I'm going to forget what the term is, but it's a disordered eating where you are, it's not anorexic, but I guess it's like another form of anorexia where you are overly focused on healthy eating and clean eating or orthorexia. Oh, and you're overly focused on healthy eating or quote unquote clean eating and how many calories you're putting in your body. So it's not necessarily that you're starving yourself, but you're restricting yourself to the point where it's become like an obsession. Uh huh. And I was like, I, I read a lot of the symptoms and stuff and I was like, oh, I'm like ha- no, more than halfway there. And especially since like you already have a lot of anxiety, that is something mm-hmm. that you're like, cause I remember, cause I'll talk about it in a second, but like I was doing um, like time restricted eating as mm-hmm. well for right. also like health condition reasons. But my sister was like, did the doctor ask if you have like any history of anorexia or any history of those things? Cause they should, because if you have like a history of anorexia or anxiety or any of these things going mm-hmm. on, these diets can cause like a whole other yeah. condition to form. It's crazy. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah. And that's the other thing, like we don't necessarily know. And so fo- the low FODMAP diet is supposed to be like, it is, it is the basically the most restrictive, like doctor related like diet. Cause the, the low FODMAP, but the low FODMAP diet is a diet that doctors will prescribe to people, especially people who are having like weird allergic reactions that they don't know where they're coming from or like weird symptoms, IBS for the most part. So irritable bowel syndrome is like the big reason why they put you on that diet to see what it is. That's like causing these problems. But yeah, like if you don't, you, if, if you're not careful, you could really fall into like disordered eating very easily. And I think the one thing that really maybe didn't shock me, but having had like a very close friendship with somebody who did martial arts, um, I hear a lot, like recently it's been a lot of stuff has come out about men having disordered eating because we almost never hear about it. Mm -hmm. But the difference is, is that it's societally accepted for like boxers or MMA fighters or martial artists to cut weight. And when I tell you that I've witnessed what cutting weight looks like, and it is just disordered eating <laughs> yeah, 100%. to fit a certain weight class, it's not okay. Like I saw that in a, and I get that they do it for the sport and I get that it's only supposed to be for like the last two weeks, but at any given moment, the, pe- the person that I know, by the way, I just feel like is really is on. <laughs> Catherine knows him. He's like on the, on the verge of like, just being the pickiest, most finicky healthy eater, except for chocolate. Bitch refused, refused to eat the cake that I made. Remember that time? I was like, yeah. how dare you? How dare you? But also seeing him literally only eat salads and like, I can't like salads with nothing on them because salt will make him retain water. Anything with salt in it, he cannot eat because he's cutting weight, which also means he's cutting water. So he has to like drink minimal water, eat only protein and like some salad with like no dressing, no nothing for like two weeks straight 
oh. to cut like 20 pounds or however many pounds in, in two weeks and then binge eat between the time between you get weighed. Cause usually you get weighed and then you fight the next day. So then you just binge eat. So you have extra energy for the fight. Yeah. Oh, an extra poundage for the fight. Oh, tricky, tricky. Whatever. That guy walks around with full um, containers of like <laughs> one liter of <laughs> jugs of chocolate milk in his pocket. It's which... his one vice. It's why I, it's why I have no issue with it. Cause I know it's his one vice, but the point is when you see a grown man pull out of his pocket, a carton of <laughs> chocolate milk, like on a winter's day, you're like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> like, I mean like a tall, I don't mean the tiny carton. I don't mean when you put a straw in, I mean like a family size. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I don't, number one, where you get those pockets from? Number one. Number two. <laughs> men's pockets. Men's pockets. This, this is a conversation about men's pockets disordered <laughs> and disordered eating because the chocolate milk thing was really. It's wild. Like a TARDIS. It was, it was, it was very alarming. I'm not surprised when he has to restrict every other aspect of food in his life. Yeah. I but mean. The one thing he has that brings him joy when it comes to food is like what he's binging on it's so oh god yeah but like nobody looks at men and thinks oh boxers have disordered eating i mean and not all of them do i'm sure but it's very easy to when you hear about how what cutting weight looks like it is very easy for people to develop eating disorders oh yeah absolutely but nobody talks about that Nobody talks about it, but I mean, I will say you are talking about a specific, like a specific subgroup of, of men. Sure. sure. Not all women all the time. No, (laughs) that's also very true. (laughs) Not that I'm saying men don't have eating disorders. Um, again, I, but I feel like it's like profession based. Like if you're like a dancer, you're probably, and your man, maybe you'll have an eating disorder, but like, (laughs) if you're like any other man, it's probably maybe not, you know what I mean? Anyway. I will say, so in terms of like medical things, so like I have PCOS or PCOS mm-hmm. or polycystic ovarian syndrome, and I've had mm-hmm. it like for so long, but my doctor did not diagnose me correctly. Like number one, he didn't diagnose me when I was a teenager. He, when I tried to get a diagnosis for it, when I was like in my early twenties, he was like, nah, <laughs> like I dick. even, but the thing is we, we did do all like the test stuff. And he was like, eh, no. And then like another doctor, like he, not too long ago, a few years ago, diagnosed me with it. And I was like, oh, great. And then I find out and I realized that like my weight issues my whole life are all hormonal and all insulin-based oh. and everything. And it's so annoying <laughs> to know that now because I didn't get any like information because even like you don't get, when you have PCOS, you don't get any information about it ever. No. You just are told to lose weight and it's very difficult to lose weight um, when you have yeah. like hormonal issues causing your weight gain. And then you have doctor. Yeah. Again, my doctor's prescription, my whole life has been like, drink some orange juice or like lose some weight. Like that's literally all I've ever seen from this man. And then, yeah. In terms of like help for when you actually get diagnosed with PCOS, it's like go on birth control and uh, call us if you want to get pregnant. Like that's what you get. And then in terms of like any actual thing that like my doctor recommended diet wise, what my doctor recommended for me was intermittent fasting. Absolutely intermittent not. fasting okay. is when you nope. restrict your like time that you eat. So it like, it can, I was doing like, I guess the, the loosest version of it, which is like eight on 16 off. So you mm-hmm. like fast for 16 hours. And so I would stop eating around like seven. Like the thing about that is that like most of intermittent fasting and the way it works, works best with men and men's bodies. And Here so- it's another thing where it's like with women and women's bodies, because of our hormones, it like 
triggers things in your body to think that you're starving, which I think is stupid because why does my body do that? Listen, (laughs) it's 16 hours. It's not like a crazy amount of time, you know, but, um, yeah. So I didn't like lose any, I, maybe I lost a little bit of weight cause I was doing it earlier this year, but then I stopped doing that cause my schedule didn't accommodate it. And I was also like, I don't know if this is working for me. Right. Um, I have done things where I've like watched my calories on like my fitness pal and stuff and marked those. Mm-hmm. And that actually worked for me fairly well because I was just not assigning any sort of like feelings or guilt or anything towards it. I was just like, um, monitoring it and that right. helped for a bit, but yeah, man, you just, you just get no help. <laughs> you just get no help your whole for, for any of these conditions. And then you're just told to, to diet. And then also like my family is Jamaican, Jamaican people don't like fat people. It's just a thing. Um, and so <laughs> my mom doesn't like fat people. She doesn't like that. She's fat now. She doesn't like that. Her daughters are fat. And so like when I was younger, my older sisters, like now they're fat. Now those bitches are fat. Um, <laughs> just- <laughs> So fuck them. But like when I was younger, especially when I was young, like they were not fat until like they got into their their 20s or whatever, or, mm-hmm. or later teens and got fat at over time. My sister Carolina said some of the meanest shit in the world to me. I remember one time, uh, this was like maybe I don't even know, like five, six years ago. She put on my coat and said, Oh, it's like I'm wearing my dad's coat. It's so big fuck on off. me. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna talk about literally one time my sister Carolyn said to me she had this necklace on and she's like oh I could you want to try it on you know it'd be a choker on you how dare you literally I I so happy that she's fat right now like I'm I I make really selling sisters to me no it makes me like full of joy because the thing and also it pisses me off because she can lose weight so easy when I do the exact same things that Carolyn does I don't lose much weight and she will, she can go from like one size to like 10 sizes smaller. It's so <laughs> annoying. I hate her. I hope she stays fat for, she's listening. If you're listening to this, Carolyn, I hope you stay fat forever because you know what, you know what an extra thing about this is I look pretty when I'm fat and she does not, she doesn't carry weight. Well, she looks bad. So anyway, uh- <laughs> again, I don't get sisters. I don't get sisters. I'm glad I'm an only child. My eldest sister, Christine, is also fat. Um, and she also she carries it better, I guess, than 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 Carolyn does. Like it's not so bad. Um, but uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, if you've been fat your whole life, like you're allowed a lot of spite, I think, because (laughs) um Especially when people say shitty things to you that you're just like, well, I remember. You may not, but I do. <laughs> That's very fair. I remember yeah. actually there was this SNL sketch where it was something about like people who wear super bo- boring basic clothes. Yeah. And there was a line in it that was like, um, like you, your mother said something so scarring to you in a public change room that it wiped <laughs> off the top level of your brain. And I was like, that is so <laughs> 100%. <laughs> <laughs> your mother said something so scarring to you in a change room. I'm like, yep, been there, been yeah. there. Absolutely. But have yeah. you gone on any like diet? Like I know you've done it intermittent fasting through the doc, like your doctor mentioned mm-hmm. it, but have you done any like of the like name brand diets? I have not done a single name brand diet. The thing is, it's like, I'm kind of like, I don't think I look bad. I don't think I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with my weight, especially like as time has gone on, I've become right better. I remember I saw like a, you know, those things where it's like Ina Garten and it's like, if you don't have this store bought is fine. 
Yeah. Like if you don't have self-confidence, Lizzo's is fine. Like store bought is fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like that kind of thing helps. Um, but like, I've never gone on any fad specific diets. My diet like pressure has always been like from the home, from my mother mm-hmm. or my sisters, or just like me feeling bad about myself. And, but I've never, I love food too much to have had an eating disorder. Which is honestly like the only reason I've never had an eating disorder mm. <laughs> is that I love, I'm, I've never been able to assign food with like um, any sort of bad feelings and Fair. I don't typically feel bad about eating things. Right. So I've never had an eating disorder. But if you are the type of person who does feel bad about food, mm-hmm. you get an eating disorder. So I, I think because in my home, food has always had a very positive association Mm. And my mother has all like, despite what I'm saying as well, like my mother has always had a very positive thing about like, if you're going to eat food, like eat well, blah, blah, blah. So like, I've always had positive associations with food and I've never made food the enemy. So I've been like a diet culture person. Although maybe I'll start, I was actually literally like, should I start lifting weights? I think I could do that. I'm super strong for anybody who doesn't know. I'm like the strongest person. It, yeah. like, I'm, I'm very, very, very strong. Yeah. So maybe I'll just become a weightlifting, one of those bitches. <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking of lifting weight, weights again. Cause I have like 40 pounds here, like of oh, weights nice. that I used to lift. And then I just said, fuck it. So, yeah. but I, I can I, get back. On it's that. funny though. Cause I really hadn't actually put that together, but I think the only reason I've never had eating disorder is I've never hated food. Yeah. But, but you grew up in a household where like hating food just wasn't a thing. And I mean, you and I know, because we've had this discussion on other podcast episodes about people (laughs) who we knew whose parents had a very terrible relationships uh, with food, Yeah, relationships with food. And then past that has always been relationships to other, to their children. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Like food has always been like a way you show love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in my, for my family, in my house, like we always say we're poor if we're, we've run out of onions or we've run out of garlic or we've run out of butter. Like literally in the last few months, I we had that. a moment where we ran out of butter. We were like, oh my, now we're poor. We don't, where's the butter? We ran out <laughs> of garlic and we were like, what the, whose house is this? <laughs> like, it was like, those are the things that like, I think that's yeah. also, it's funny. Cause that's also like, I think a poor person or a certain cultural poor person mindset where it's like, in the same way that it's like, I may not have everything, but I have a clean home. There's yeah. also a, I may not have everything, but I eat good food. Oh, yes. I think those are also two like immigrant mindset things that are very, yes, very standard. Yeah. I feel the same way because I don't think, I can't remember the last time once I ran out of onions or once or twice I've run out of onions and I'm like, how did this even happen? How did it happen? How did More it happen? than likely I buy too many onions. Like I'll buy onions, forget I bought them. And then just in case, cause I don't want to run out, I will buy more onions yeah. and then get home and be like, oh fuck. It's dead. When you run out of onions, you're like, where am I? What am I cooking? What am I doing? Yeah. Or time when you run out of time and you're like, oh, "Oh, I'm just going to kill myself now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it does make sense that families. Yeah. I think families definitely build how you view diets and I, and, and like yourself, I think for me, since Latinos are hyper-focused on your weight, as I'm sure Jamaicans are as well, but like, hell yeah, it's very much like, oh, you gained weight. Oh, you lost weight is like the conversation. The first thing that everybody says to you when they see you. Yep. Um, I think that's something that you do. You do kind of focus on your weight, but again, like they won't necessarily focus like that won't be the focus or they won't join that focus with your focus on food. Generally. It is true. They're like, eat, 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 eat. Why are you fat? Yes. 
Yes, that's exactly. Or sometimes it'll be like, wow, you ate really well today. And then, but then you see them like the next day and they're like, you lost so much weight. Are you eating? You saw me yeah. eat yesterday. I think that's, yeah. Showing love through food. Very, very much immigrant thing, like a- across <laughs> the board. Yeah. Like so literally, that's... I think the bad relationship with food people are all like white, white people and not even like, if you're like Polish, you're probably fine. But if you're <laughs> like British <laughs> no, white, but actually now that you mentioned that, I remember it wasn't my master's cohort, but it was the cohort of students, I think the year before me, somebody did a master's thesis as a South Asian woman uh, around eating disorders and the stigma, the double stigma of eating disorders within the South Asian community for women yeah. and how hard it is to receive the right supports because one, most of the supports are catered to white people, which like surprise, surprise, that's every aspect aspect of psychiatry, but mostly catered to white people. And the other thing is that there is this assumption among their own folks, but also in general, that like, this is a white illness. And I think she was recovering from eating disorder stuff as well. And so it was interesting because it wasn't that she had a hard time finding people. She had a hard time finding people who, cause she knew people that's why she did her thesis, but nobody wanted to come forward to talk about it because everybody was like, my family will not believe me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, I mean, and you do see it sometimes. I do think you see it for us, at least i I feel like I see it far less in our communities, but I also think that people assume that disordered eating is like, you'll one, the assumption is that you'll be super skinny if you eat, if you're doing disordered eating, which is like almost not true true at all. Um, and then the other thing is that people don't generally think of binge eating as an eating disorder. Yeah. And like a lot of people, if I look back and I think of people within our culture, (laughs) my culture, um, there's a lot of people who do binge eating related things. Yes. Um, but people don't think of that necessarily as a bad thing because it's not like it's not the like lifetime movie about anorexia <laughs> that yeah. you'll see. So that's why people have a hard time with it. But I do, I do find that now with social media, it's just like, I feel like it's like diet culture and eating disorder hellscape on steroids. Oh, it's like, crazy. if it was bad for us, we, okay. We were the millennials were the generation who had people wearing low rise jeans and Jessica Simpson was considered fat. Yeah. We it's so funny when you look at like eat like movies or TV shows with a fat character and you're like, where, what? She was not fat. Raven Simone. Raven Simone. Morbidly obese might as well be. Yeah. Uh, who was the other one that they considered fat or chubby? Uh, Lindsay Lohan. Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. Um, yeah. So basically if you weren't a size double zero, if you didn't look as skinny and real thin, as um Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie can be considered the chubby one. That was that's that's wild. I can't. That's so I, funny. <laughs> like <laughs> so, this is coming from a millennial who literally grew up in that world. For me to say diet culture is currently on steroids, yeah, it's is saying a lot. It's because we live through It is like it's it's, it's a it's a it's a true nightmare, and it's like also the pandemic um, diet culture pressure oh. where people were like losing a bunch of weight during the pandemic, or like they stayed like I don't know 
had a home gym and like went insane and then yeah other people being like oh i feel bad that i didn't do that it's like literally what are you talking about we're Can going through a one global trauma trying to sell me peloton <laughs> oh i mean if we're gonna be doing an episode about cults but if you want to talk about <laughs> cults peloton <laughs> yo a hundred percent um so i kind of wanted to go over some stats and some information i don't know if you knew um so in Canada, apparently per year on average, um, or in 2020, uh, Canadians spent $7 billion. Um, Where are we getting that money from? What? I know, just on like diet, but diet related things, including like diet, actual diets, and then also like gym, like memberships, memberships and, and like equipment that. and things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, and that also includes supplements. So not just like getting like going to Jenny Craig or whatever. So it's like going to Jenny Craig and those things and gym stuff, as well as getting those like, like meal suppressant supplements. Yeah. And what's that one called? Slim, slim fast. Is slim fast still a thing? Yes. Oh, I think they call it something else now, but they definitely have the like, they should call it slim thick now. (laughs) They should have a thick, they should have like a protein shake. Yeah. Oh my God. Slim fast. Call me. They should have a protein <laughs> shake and they should call it slim thick. Slim thick. I um, mean, apparently in the U S it was something like 65 billion. Wow. Over the Owen Wilson. Wow. That is while. a lot. <laughs> so, um, and yes. like, I, here's the thing about the States is that like fat, I mean, like everywhere is fat. Every literally I went to Japan there are fat, plenty of fat people in Japan. Everywhere has fat people, but like some of the people in the United States of America. Hmm. I'm not going to say anything, but I'm just saying, you know, my thousand pound life or my, or my 6,000 pound, my 600 pound life is, uh, that's a show that I think can only be filmed in the U S yeah. and maybe in, maybe in the UK too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, here's the thing. The thing is, there's so much judgment, like even we're doing it right now, like against fat people and um, against like morbidly obese people. And mm-hmm. it's like when you when you're like being morbidly obese is clearly another issue. It has nothing to do with like the person no. itself. It's their financial situation, but mostly probably a mental health issue like in the same way that, that like anorexia is because you don't get to either of those stages without having being some, a being well un, person unwell <laughs> like, <laughs> you it just it doesn't happen it just doesn't no happen. and if you like me have watched a lot and I mean a lot of my 600 pound life um or like those shows those it shows and shows adjacent that I used to watch a lot of um like TLC related content um <clears throat> one of the things you notice is that the doctor's are quite mean. <laughs> the oh, doctors yeah. are mean. They're mean. Just assholes. But also it's like, I truly, when I'm watching it sometimes, cause I think at the beginning they didn't connect the people. They just gave them weight loss surgery and they didn't connect them to therapists, but you can like weight loss surgery can end up being reversed. If you eat too much, like if you get your stomach stapled, it can like grow oh, back. Neat. Your stomach can grow back. It can happen. So there are people who can lose a fuck ton of weight and then gain it all back because if they don't get the therapy to kind of work through some of the trauma or the issues that they may be going through that got them to the point where they're like, oh, I'm in a very codependent relationship where my partner feels the need to like feed me constantly because they don't want me to leave them. You know, whatever, whatever. There's a bunch. That's usually one of the themes is that there is always one 
piece of shit asshole <laughs> partner that doesn't want them to lose any weight and who doesn't want them to be healthy and that doesn't seem to care if they die in the next three years. Um, and so there wasn't the help there and people kept like not doing very well. But I, I think I watched an episode or like part of an episode recently and the doctor was like, oh, because both of the husband and wife were morbidly obese. And he's like, I'm not putting you on a diet. I'm not doing this surgery and you're not getting the surgery either. You're both the same level of unhealthy. How are you going to support each other? Or how are you going to support your spouse if you're eating as much as they were in, in front of them? Like, how is this going to, right? And, and also gave them couples counseling, I think, and therapy. So like, it's changed quite a bit. But to be honest, yeah, I just feel like people don't really get it. And people tend to be quite mean about these folks and like what they may psychologically be, be dealing through. with, mm-hmm. um, which isn't really great. And, and it is true. It's like when it gets to the point where you can't get out of bed because you literally cannot, you lift literally yourself can't up. lift yourself. Like there's there's, nobody wants to be, nobody wakes up one morning. It's like, you know what? This is going to be the best the best part of my life is this. This is going to be the greatest Eat thing ever. Me unable to breathe with like a sleep apnea machine. Yeah. And I can't, I can't lift. I can't lift my head. Yeah. Like that's not, nobody wants that. So that's the, it's just the lack of, ugh, anyway, the lack of understanding. But uh, I do want to mention, and Catherine, if I am murdered, you will know who killed me. But um, there's a list actually. How am I supposed to know? Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like one of three people. Okay. Who is it? Who's who's this one? So I recognize that Oprah is an important celebrity and figure. Here we go. I think that it is devilish and just not okay for somebody like Oprah to buy a bunch of shares in Weight Watchers which has now been rebranded as WW. It's no longer Weight Watchers. It's just Double W. Um, to buy, like she basically owns the most shares out of any one single person in Weight Watchers. She owns 8% of the shares. And when she bought Weight Watchers, the um, shares went up in value by 247%. Now, is it a good business decision for her? Sure. But am I going to believe a woman who tells me that she loves bread and that she can eat all the bread on Weight Watchers that she couldn't eat before and still lose weight? But then you tell me that her stocks went up by 247% after making those commercials of herself. It's like, it's a conflict of interest. It's like, of course, she's going to tell you that she owns most of the company. Of course, she's going to tell you it works. Okay, so Oprah is like, Weight Watchers thing. Okay, so number one, we got to get it out of the way. Oprah is a billionaire. Yeah, she is by definition immoral. <laughs> so when she does yes. immoral things, yes. I right. say, sure, it's uh, Oprah. It's it is Oprah. Now here's the thing. The thing about Oprah is that Oprah's had like a very public relationship with weight, and her like, dieting shit has been wild. It's been remember like- when she came out with that little wagon of fat behind her? No, <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> She lost a bunch of weight and she, was she came out with a wagon of been, fat and she carried a wagon of fat to show how much weight yeah. she had lost. So, again, I want to, okay. I don't remember that specifically, but I do remember a lot of the crazy things about her weight and how it yo-yoed and blah, blah, blah. So number two, after Oprah is a billionaire, we have to remember Oprah has a very unhealthy relationship with her weight. 
and with weight loss things. Yeah. So it's like, again, it's not surprising that she was like, maybe I can like help something better with weight, do something better with Weight Watchers or whatever. Um, all this being said, Weight Watchers is trash. Like who's, what, what, none of, here's the thing about dieting fads like that or dieting companies like that is that none of them work. None of them are long-term. The only way to like have long-term weight loss is like full life change and like understanding food and making like a concerted effort for like exercise for like a long period of time, but blah, blah, blah. You have to change like a million things. Cause the thing is, the thing about weight gain is that again, it's environmental. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of it is also like stress, stress. And- um, so what environment are you in? A lot of it is genetic. A lot of it is like, I mean, like, like if there were fat people in like the Irish famine, it's genetic. Um, like a lot of it is genetic. And then sometimes it's again, hormonal. There's so many yeah. different reasons why you have weight and why you keep weight on and why you gain mm-hmm. weight back. And also your body wants to. And if you've already been fat, you technically don't lose fat. Your fat cells just shrink. Right. So your body wants to get fat again, always. So it's like the effort of like being of like losing a lot of weight and keeping a lot of weight off. There's like no diet program that's going to work or no diet that's ever going to work because nobody's going to want to live a life of eating the same fucking thing all over the time, and over, over and over. You have the same meal three times a week and you're like, oh my God, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> this like, is like, this nobody is wants to live that life and nobody's going to. That's why people fall off the wagon. That's why people's weight yo-yos. Mm-hmm. it's like it's like it's it's a full it's a it's a it's a it's a full thing and also the idea that your weight yo-yoing is bad is also fucked up because the idea that you'd be a different size in the summer than the winter is exactly how it should be yeah that's of what of course it's you should be a do. different size in this literally once it gets cold your body goes oh i gotta eat and you want to eat more that's why you're so hungry in the fall and in the winter because your body's like let's pack those pounds on it is perfectly normal for your mm-hmm. weight to go up and to go down. But the idea that we have in our society is that if it goes up and down, that you're a failure. Yeah. So it's like, anyway, 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 anyway. It's ridiculous. And that's why I, and so many of these diets are actually quite dangerous. So the good thing with Weight Watchers is that at least it like doesn't restrict you from like a specific food group, <laughs> which yeah. a lot of different ones do. Um, it's basically like, quantifying so it's not calorie counting it's point counting which is just weirder as weird because I don't like it you're you're like ascribing a a certain amount of points to certain food and so the ones that have the most fat or more calories have higher points and you only have a certain amount of points you can eat in the day I think I honestly I much prefer calorie I know obviously for some people calorie counting can be very detrimental but for me again if you assign no like negative feelings towards it Mm -hmm. calorie counting can just be like informative you're like oh now I know how many like calories are in this apple and then I can make better like you can make choices right and I think some people do feel like that's how Weight Watchers works for them and like they can make choices but I feel like a point system seems dystopian (laughs) like like the like the fact that calories just are a thing Mm -hmm. and you can count your calories it's like as long as you do it like normally and safely and mm-hmm. not with a whole bunch of guilt, you, you should be fine. Well, yeah. And that's, that's why it worries me because Oprah is, is known as this person who um, very much talks about like mind spirit, like just holistic yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. my issue with that is that 
these dieting companies are getting smarter because I, have you ever watched a Noom commercial? Oh God, the Noom things. Yeah. So the Noom commercial. So I watched and I remember thinking, even thinking, oh, I should try it because the thing is for me, I will like eat an entire box of cookies and not notice. Like I will, I do things where I'm just like eating because <laughs> I'm bored. And it's not necessarily like the healthiest way to cope with stress, right? I either, when I'm stressed, I either don't eat or I eat too much. It's, there's no middle ground for me. And so I was like, oh, that's so interesting. It like teaches you how to like eat more like mindfully or whatever. So that's just because the commercial literally says it's not a diet. You're just learning through like some sort of Jedi mind trick, like (laughs) exercises on their app that eat how to eat properly. And then I found out, thank goodness from this person that I follow on Instagram, who is a fat queer uh, black woman from the U S and she was like posted on her Instagram. She's like, fuck Noom. Noom is like garbage. And it was an article that I read and I was shocked because it basically said most people on Noom are told to eat less than 1200, keep their calories to 1200 a day, which is, which is like what an infant slash toddler slash five-year-old is maybe supposed to eat. Yeah. Like you are, you, you adults, no adult under any condition can live on 1200 calories. It's just not sustainable. And And then I was like, it's so crazy how normalized it is too. It is a diet like the company. Oh, it is. Carmen, number one, it is the, like the hinge of diet companies. Yeah. Cause it pretends like, you know how the hinge is like logos, like designed to be deleted or whatever. And you're like, no, it's just the same trash. This is garbage. It's all garbage. (laughs) It's just marketing. (laughs) The marketing is really dangerous because it's really really good. Cause it is very good. There's not a whisper of like, dieting there's not a whisper of anything it's literally just because like I remember when I said to my I remember because we had this thing where we like knew someone who was doing like very restrictive eating right I mentioned something to my sister and she's like well you know like doing 1200 calories a day is like pretty standard and the thing is it is it is a fairly standard thing in dieting culture to restrict your calories to like 1200 a day that's not healthy or sustainable that's why you end up gaining back even more weight than you had. Cause your body's like, I'm starving. Your body is starving. Yeah. So, and it's yeah. also like what you're eating matters as well. Like if you oh. eat 1200 calories of like three donuts, like, then you're going to obviously be way further <laughs> off, way worse off than if you ate like lentils or something. So yeah. like, it, again, it's all about like what you're eating and like, yes, calories are technically an important factor in like weight loss and whatever, but, like, but it's just these- like, what are you eating? But these diets are demonizing food. They have no business demonizing. Like with Noom, it's like the 1200 calories, whatever. I don't know if they have restrictions on what you can eat. The keto diet makes me, I think, the angriest out of all of the diets. It's so funny because it's like, let's just eat fat and meat. Let's just, because you know, but by the way, because the thing it's is the fat Atkins and meat, diet, it's just a re, but it's a like re- with, with, with just like a million pounds of cheese. It, it's, it's like the literally just like, like might as well have like a pound of fat for lunch, like have a stick of butter, might as no, well be the keto diet. Is. And the thing about the keto diet is that like technically, so here's the thing. So um, your insulin, when your insulin spikes, right. Um, that like is what causes like your blood, whatever. I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist. I've, 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 I've literally read the stuff about insulin a million times and none of it sinks in, but basically <laughs> like insulin spikes and like your blood sugar spikes and blah, blah, blah. All this has to do with like how you gain weight and your whatever, right. how your body processes the sugars and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <laughs> fat and, um, and meat don't spike your insulin 
and like pure protein don't mm-hmm. spike your insulin so it's like one of those things where it's like it causes your body to go into ketosis i don't again yeah. i don't know yeah and then you but it's like full like fat because your body's burning fat and yeah. not similarly carbs. intermittent intermittent fasting is supposed to also do that kind of thing and also um it increases like the certain hormone like the hgh or whatever in your body all these kind of things am i saying the right thing again i don't remember i sh- maybe i should have done some research because i <laughs> no, have forgotten but, but it- actually keto super fucking dangerous it is. because i wanted to try eating less carbs because granted i mean i as i have said will eat a box of cookies and not notice and then turn around and be Here's like Where the are my thing cookies? super annoying when who we, of the two of us who's the one who eats boxes of cookies <laughs> it's not me i if i eat a bunch of cookies i baked them myself like yes. it's it's so it's so very irritating I'm <laughs> garbage it's like it's not even like she's eating like high calorie food that's like quality it's like no, again it's, it's rash it's so bad it's straight okay. trash and it fills me with rage so I was looking at the keto diet not to lose weight but because I was like you know what like I'm maybe eating too many carbs so I just because I, I heard everybody talking about it it's like oh great you can cut carbs Catherine first of all I went on a down a rabbit hole on Reddit where people were literally talking about having to have their gallbladders removed because the keto diet is not supposed to be permanent. And no. if you do it for too long, it can fuck your body up for the rest of forever. Like having your gallbladder removed. Why? Because if you have any history of low blood pressure, um, any history of like kidney stones, like it can cause kidney stones. It can cause nutrient deficiencies and it can obviously cause constipation. It can cause low blood pressure. So if you are somebody who has like liver problems, pancreas issues, gallbladder issues, any sort of blood pressure issues, um, uh, did I say pancreas pancreas, like all of these things, even if they're subtle, you may not even know you have them. It's almost as if you're not supposed to eat just one food group. Well, that's, that's the <laughs> other thing. And then I was reading it and it, it had things like when a diet tells me that certain fruits and vegetables and legumes yeah. are unhealthy, that's how I know it's bullshit. Because if you're telling me I can't eat a watermelon because it has quote unquote too much sugar, yeah, I'm going to punch you in the face. Literally is, it's anything. Doing this you, research you, you made me realize fruits, like the paleo like- diet, the paleo diet said, no legumes. You can have nuts and fruits, but you Humans can't have beans. Are literally frugivores. One of our main things is supposed to be legumes. How the fuck? Anyway. Anyway. So that that was crazy. Um, and I know someone who I care about very much who has seen quite a bit of success on the keto diet. But I witness him often on the keto diet, eating pepperoni sticks and drinking diet Coke or diet Pepsi. So the keto diet has nothing to do with health and has everything only to do with weight loss. Because if you are on a diet that tells you don't eat fruits and vegetables, if they have too much sugar or have too much starch, but here have a pepperoni stick. Like what are you, what are you, and diet Coke. Um, I, it has uh, nothing to do with health. You're just trying to get somebody to get cancer quicker. And also here's the thing, like, listen, again, some people have a bad relationship with food. I get that. But like, we only get like a certain amount of meals in our life and we're going to spend it Eat on pepperoni. What do you want? <laughs> like get some fucking salami at least. Like go get something better. What are you yeah. talking about? I can't, yeah, I, I, 
it's, it's, it's so upsetting. It's, it's so, it's so wild. It doesn't make any sense to me. And it's also like, at least with the low FODMAP diet, the reason that it's so restrictive is because it's only supposed to be restrictive for two to eight weeks. And then slowly you reintroduce it, reintroduce. And if anything in your body starts to react negatively, you know, that that's what you need to cut out. Yeah. Makes sense. But when I'm looking at the whole 30 diet, yeah, Which I don't actually Buzzfeed had a thing. great video where people tried the whole 30 diet. And this girl who was talking about it also very cult like was like, oh, my God, you feel this thing. And it's like called tiger blood. And you just like have all this energy all of a sudden. When I tell you they were living off of like bananas. And eggs and like, yeah, they were eating healthier and they were like, OK, I liked that I had to pay more attention to like the ingredients in the food that I was eating. I liked that, you know, it cut, like I wasn't drinking anymore or like whatever, whatever the case may be. But also I'm like, you literally can't have beans. You can't, what is it? You can't have beans. You can't have dairy. Like you can't have legumes, dairy, or grains. Uh, yeah. It's funny. The funny no. thing is about it is that like the, the things that you should cut out of your diet, if you actually wanted to cut something out of your diet, it's refined sugar and processed white bread and processed rice and processed, processed foods. Mm-hmm. Those are the, actually the things you should cut out of your diet. Like that's it. Like, like, and again, I don't think you should live a life where you don't eat sugar, but if you're going to cut something out, like in general, eating less sugar and, and white sugar and having less processed things, is literally the only thing that you probably as a normal human should try to do. And yeah. again, just have them sometimes because like, I remember you know that, like that, like um reel that goes around where it's like, if you cut out all the potato chips you eat, you could lose all of the joy left yes. in your life. And I'm like, exactly a hundred percent. I'm like, I know I shouldn't eat <laughs> is it worth those it? chips, but I'm like, but I get, I get why some people do it. Like I get some people are really trying to be healthier. They are trying to lose weight. They are trying to be more mindful. And I think there are ways to do that in which you're like trying to like have a more balanced life. And I think that's great. Like I, it's better than I do for sure. Most of the time, but, um, I do think that that's really admirable and admirable. And I think that's really nice to see, but the problem is, is that there doesn't seem to be much room for nuance. No, whenever we're looking at media, whenever we're watching anything, it's like this all or nothing mentality where it's like, yeah, I'm eating healthier. And then, and then you're eating a slice of cake and people are like, then why are you eating cake? And it's like, because it's a fucking birthday party. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Like, okay. And also like in terms of restrictive eating and things like that, cause like for me, the most annoying thing in my life is that gluten makes me sick. <laughs> and I've yeah. done the tests to see like, do I have celiac disease? And I don't. Gluten is so like catastrophic on my body, but bitch orders a pizza occasionally. Like I, yeah. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere tomorrow <laughs> like, because I want to eat it. Yeah. I know that for me with my like bladder stuff, um, you're not supposed to eat like a lot of citrus, which like too bad. Oh, well, Carmen, Carmen could exist in a room full of limes and never and be, fine. And she'd be fine. She'd have I'd no never teeth. come back out. I'd she'd have fine. no teeth afterwards, but she, Carmen could have that as her like her rest <laughs> and of I'd, forever. I'd be fine. Um, a so, sing, and a single cucumber and she'd be happy. <laughs> exactly. I'm just, I don't know. It's hard. And I recognize that from, especially for myself, I haven't had the pressure of 
dieting in the ways that I've seen, obviously other people with other body types have the same kind of dieting shit shoved down their throat constantly. So I'm obviously on another, you know, it's, it's different for me. It's, It's the place that I'm coming from is not the same, but I'm also just like the fact that I almost, almost got bamboozled into something like Noom just just by wanting to like be more mindful about what I was eating. And just by chance, somebody posted about how Noom was like the devil. Had I not known, like, I don't know where I'd be at this here's, point. Here's the thing, Carmen. I think, you know what I think what you have is that like, because I've noticed this, is that anytime Carmen quote unquote gains weight, which I'm ever like, what? She's like, yeah, I gained weight. And I'm like, okay. Like I noticed no difference. <laughs> or she'll be like, oh, someone mentioned my weight, something, something. I think you have the problem that a lot of skinny people have, which is that you've been skinny your whole life. So you're afraid to gain weight. Yeah. I think that's something that's big too. Cause I do know that I gained, I mean, a quite a bit of weight. I gained like 15 pounds and I'm like heavier than I've Ooh, ever been. It's the exact same. I, do, I don't really. But no, I know. And now with the pandemic and everything, I've just gotten used to the weight that I am now. And I'm like, oh, whatever, this is fine. Yeah, Carmen, um, you weigh more than you did when you were a teenager. Like it's which is good. perfectly normal. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's the other thing. But I think, I think for me, it's just, it is scary because especially because people comment on it a lot that I, because you're skinny, sometimes people feel the need to just like tell you like, oh, you've gained weight. A lot. Like, I don't get it anyway. It's very strange. And I'm like, why are you noticing things about me that I, for one, have like personally, I don't notice. Like I, sometimes I don't notice and people notice and then I start to notice. And then I'm like, and not to mention Catherine, we have discussed this before. I'm very cheap. Yeah. Oh, I'm not Carmen, buying new pants. Carmen is not actually, you know, I was literally about to say, I'm like with weight, like obviously being healthy, like weight. the thing is about weight is that like, there is this whole movement of like body positivity, which is great, but there's like a subset of that movement, which is trying to be like fattest, like it's as if the fat is un- not unhealthy. And I'm like, no, it does put stress on your body. Obviously, again, everybody has different body types and a little bit of weight is fine. Mm-hmm. But like the idea that like there's no negative consequences to fat is obviously not true. Yeah. But like, um, I forgot what the fucking point I was going to make. Oh, oh, I remember. The day you realize you can just buy a bigger size and it doesn't matter is like a full release of like a million <laughs> years of stress. Very like true. the day, cause here's the thing, a lot of people, fat people, um, and I've noticed it's myself or my sisters or just like any other fat person I've known, you get like super caught up, especially when you're like a teenager in like sizes and you don't yeah. want to buy a larger size. And you, and then the, when you realize that number one, every store size is fucking different. Like every single store is an oh, entirely different thing. Yep. And then you realize that actually, uh, it literally doesn't matter. And if it fits you and it looks nice on you, you will look a million times better than if you try to squeeze your ass into something that doesn't fit. Doesn't you. fit. Yeah. Then you're like released. Like, like, like you're given it's permission true. to live. And so like, I think that's also very important. So Carmen is cheap as hell and doesn't want to buy new pants, but for no. everybody else, I'm saying <laughs> when you realize you can buy a bigger size, totally. you, are, you are free. Yeah, it's true. Um, I do think that with the whole dieting thing. It's funny because a lot of the research is now showing that things like BMI body mass index yeah. uh, is racist to shit. First of all, yeah, just across the board racist. And also doesn't take into account that people, people have different body shapes in general and that you can be healthy. Like 
for example, Lizzo, you can be fit. Yeah. Right. And also like Lizzo can perform. She can. 90 minutes running and around sing playing the flute, and like twerking. play flute and twerking and like doing fucking backflips and you think she's unhealthy like what do you Who what are, are you talking about literally try it try anyone try <laughs> it you want to sing for five minutes even and and dance for five yeah, minutes so it's you also that it. like size as Catherine and I are prime examples of have nothing to do with health because yes well and also you can be born with like a different, again, different body shapes. Also, one thing that people don't take into account in different body shapes is muscle. Because again, yeah. I also have an inordinate amount of muscle for someone you who do. like, doesn't necessarily work out all the time. <laughs> but like, I have like a higher muscle like thing than a lot of other people. And if you weigh me, it's not like it's all fat. It's also just like, again, my shape, muscle and fat. But if you just weighed me and did the body mass index, I think I'm like morbidly obese. I'm probably- yeah. I don't know what the body mass index would say. Well, probably because the body mass index is wild. (laughs) It's true. You're probably also overweight. Yeah. Like for all we know, (laughs) I am overweight. Like that's why it doesn't. (laughs) No, but I have seen things where they, because again, uh, people who have like a lot of muscle, if they do those tests and they're, they're considered overweight, they're like over quote unquote overweight. So if you started lifting Carmen and then you went, you'd be overweight. It's like, it's like none of it makes any sense. And we don't have like, it's, it's just not a productive system no but it's almost like all of 20th century science is fucking bullshit white men nonsense it is that was tested again only on white men yeah and was tone deaf and crazy it's almost like almost like half of medicine is fucked up and uh very biased Mm -hmm. but you know who knows i mean who 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 knows um so what diet are you going on in january Oh, well, given that the holidays are coming up, one of mm-hmm. the main diets that I love to see ads for, um, my favorite thing ever that I've ever seen are the flat tummy teas. Oh, that's God. the Here's diet the I love where you shit, you shit your pants fire <laughs> for however long. The fact that they're called something so cute is my favorite part. Flat tummy tea. It's like such a cutie little for thing. something that makes you literally shit yourself, you shit your pants. Like, here's the thing, the smooth move tea, if you're ever constipated and you drink that, like it will empty you out. But I remember the first time or maybe like the first or second time I ever drank smooth move tea just because I was constipated or whatever. I literally was shitting myself all day. I was literally (laughs) shitting myself from dawn till dusk. I was like, and it wasn't like, oh, I think I have to go to the bathroom. It was if I don't get to the bathroom, I'm going to shit my pants here. And I'd be like two feet away from the bathroom and still had to run. So with yep. these like teas, anything with what is it, senna in it and things like that, like and yeah. also some people have are more of a reaction than others because my sister can take it and it'll just she'll just have like one huge dump. Me in the bathroom twenty four seven. Yeah, I um, I remember. So actually, David's tea, might I mention, David's tea had um a tea called the skinny that I really liked actually, because I thought it was like super helpful for my digest. Like I, it was green tea. It tasted nice. I love green tea, but also it was good for your digestion, but it's called the skinny. Yeah. For a reason, for a reason, let me tell you something. If you're considering, cause the whole thing is like, Oh, it'll help with bloating. And people think that it'll help you lose. It's like when people think that getting a colonic will help them lose weight. It's not helping you lose the weight because a lot of people actually, apparently colonics have like, there's a spike in people who get colonics near the holidays because they'll eat a bunch of shit food or holiday food 
and then get colonics like a couple days later thinking that that's going to like reverse the fact that they ate whatever the fuck they ate, which it doesn't. All that it does is it removes your poop, which is the same thing that these flat tummy teas do. They don't make you lose weight. Mm-mm. It's the only reason it's helping with you, you with bloating is because it's completely emptying your system. Yeah. And maybe also where like there's nothing left. You needed to drink more water. And honestly, if you want to lose some weight fast, drink a bunch of water and eat a cucumber. Like the next day you will be a sm- size smaller. I swear to God. But yeah. It's just like water weight is a huge, I'm like, maybe you were just drinking, weren't drinking enough water. And that's what the yeah, flat tummy I mean, tea did. I just, uh, the people who made the flat tummy tea, I this is what I wanted to show you also made, uh, uh, appetite suppressant lollipop. Ew. So I'm just going to show you this because our lovely Kim Kardashian, because the Kardashians are always up on their flat tummy tea fucking garbage. Um, so she did a post because obviously they sell this on their Instagram. That's how they make all this money sold these lollipops and said flat tummy, uh, flat tummy co or company just dropped a new product, their appetite suppressant lollipops. And they're literally unreal. They're giving the first 500 people on their website, 15% off. So if you want to get your hands on some, you need to do it quick hashtag suck it. So like, that's just her eating the appetite suppressant lollipops. Okay. First of all, why is Kim dieting? Why is she? She's, no, not. Well, uh, she's she, not. She's obviously not she's eating not. these on the Number regular. one. Also, doesn't that look like a dollar store, like plastic, like clear plastic contain like what, lollipop? It yeah, looks it terrible. looks terrible. Number, number three, why are they not dick shaped? I would buy it <laughs> if it was like a little dick. I love those little dick shaped lollipops. I think they're great. I would, I would buy that. But so it's, here's the thing. Bad, bad marketing, terrible image. Yeah. And, um, make them little dick shaped ones. Then I, then I'm in maybe consider them. Maybe we'd consider them. So anywho, that it, the fact that it's an appetite suppressant and apparently the ad they put like the company bought ad space all over the place. So you could see it on like giant, like times square, like video ads Mm -hmm. that you see. So there's girls who are passing by seeing Kim Kardashian attributing her body, which we know is like 90% not hers. Purchased. Yes. Yeah. To appetite suppressant lollipops that have very little to no actual like medical research behind whether or not they like, actually do anything literally in them. What's in, what is in, in no. That? And there's what nothing it- like they were saying that the flat tummy tea has that thing that you were saying that makes you poop. Yeah. So the whole thing is that the company, I think, was getting a lot of press for basically making tea that makes you shit hot fire. And um, so they were like, let's make these lollipops. Lollipops that make you don't eat? Yeah. But what else are they putting in there that's making you not eat is my question. And the the fact that people are selling these all over social media. Do you know, I looked at flat tummy teas because I had at one point when I wasn't mindful of the people I was following. Now I just, (laughs) I try to follow people who are more my speed, um, comedians, awkward humans, whatever. But at some point, you know, I may or may not have been following every member of the Jersey shore, you know, who's surprised is it? (laughs) It is what it is. And like a lot of like MTV's teen mom cast, you know, it's fine, which is fine. Do you, is it fine? You're saying, do you to yourself? (laughs) 
there may be other people who like them. Uh, I still have Snooky on my Instagram, but anywho, I, there were, there was a time many years ago where like everybody was selling flat tummy tea. Oh, everybody was selling flat tummy tea. And I was like, what is this shit? And I looked at it and I didn't know what was in it, but they were like, oh, it'll help with bloating. You know, they make it sound like so good for your health. And then I looked at it and I was like, this seems first of all, so expensive, so overpriced. So my cheap ass wasn't going to buy it after I looked into it. And then I was also like, is this really going to help anyone lose weight? No. Like, is it just going to cause like accidental cardiac arrest? Like we don't know what's going to happen. So I just didn't, I just, I just didn't bother. And thank God I didn't, because now the amount of press that they're getting for just like making people shit themselves, is just like very funny. And I do love, I think Jamila Jamil's photo shoot post that she did where of she, her like shitting herself in the toilet. Yeah. Yes. With the very flat good. tummy tea was the greatest thing I think I've seen in a very long time. I remember I saw it and I was like, thank God for you. And her whole thing is like, she's like, I have tried it. I have tried these teas. It's not like I'm just saying it to be an ass. They just make you shit yourself. Matthew, the thing about also, it's like, again, the aesthetic of the person who's like, wants the flat again, here's the thing. Obviously, not everyone who has like the quote unquote aesthetic of the flat tummy tea person is the one drinking it. It's probably just regular people. But the people selling it are just like selling an image of themselves in the toilet. Yeah. Or accidentally shitting themselves in like a McDonald's because like that's probably what's actually happening. Because again, I will tell you, the smooth move tea, which is just the one that's supposed to, the (laughs) the one that advertises itself as something to make you poo. If I had taken that and gone anywhere, it would have been a disaster. Uh, if I had not been in a home, my, my sister's home, really, really, really would have ruined the outdoors for me, I think. Yeah. So, so you know, proceed with caution. Yep. And <sighs> always do your research. Don't, please, for the love of God, influencers, if they're trying to sell you shit, like food-related, diet-related, health-related things that they have no business selling you. Just don't listen. Just don't listen. Kim Kardashian, the Kardashians, I'm telling you right now, anybody Kardashian or Kardashian adjacent, <laughs> if they look the way they look, it is not because they are dieting anything, whatever. They what have are you talking about? Surgeons. Kylie Jenner got those lips from her lip kit. Yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah, yes. Sure. That's what that's, it's her lipstick that makes it look like that, right? It's, like that's, uh, that's what it is. It's fully wild, but yeah, don't trust them. Anyone tells you you can't have fruit is a liar. Uh, (laughs) um, Please, for the love of God, don't ever, if you do want to try a diet, if the diet is saying don't eat fruit, tell them to fuck them. Find another one. Find a better diet. Find a a better diet. And um, better yet, I would rather you try, you know, there's the Bible diet. Carmen, what are you saying? So Chris Pratt, let me look it up. Chris Pratt. Worst worst Chris, Chris Pratt. What is eating things only that were in the Bible? Bible diet. Yes. So Chris Pratt uh, did a Bible inspired diet where he only ate fruits, vegetables, and unleavened bread. Why? It's called the Daniel fast. You okay. Shut the, I hate him. What do you, that just made me hate him. I, before I was like, oh, he's the worst Chris, but like, and he's super Christian in a way that I don't like. And I'm like, eh, whatever. But that, that's a no from me. You know, the unleavened bread wasn't like a health choice, right? It's because they were leaving quickly and they couldn't have time to leaven their bread. Nobody wants unleavened yeah. bread. Get the fuck out of here. 
So it said the diet, which requires participants uh, to only eat fruits, vegetables, and unleavened bread for 21 days is meant to help people focus on their health using Christ-centered teachings. No meat. You're supposed to eat meat in the Bible. God tells you to Apparently eat meat. not. God tells you that you're here to eat these animals. We talked about. Yeah. Have- so it says nope. you can't eat processed food, excess sugar, unhealthy fats, blah, 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 blah. And I have exclusively uh, milk and honey. Can I do the milk and honey diet? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. You can only have fruits, vegetables, and unleavened bread. Then for why days. is it the land of milk and honey if I can't have any? No cheese That's in the Bible? Question. This is the question. You see, nobody's asking me these questions. Where's the, what are you talking about? Okay. Well, well I, I would guess, assume if there was like, if listen, there were lambs and goats, you would have yeah. goat cheese. Yeah. At the very like, least. Like literally it tells you not to eat like shellfish and shit. So don't eat that. But like, and pork. No pork. If you wanted to do that, you know what? It's stupid. But I would rather you do, I would rather you do the Daniel fast because at least you get to eat fruits and vegetables. I, then I would, you do something where it tells you certain fruits and vegetables are bad for you. I'd rather you not do any of it. Okay. And just like practice <laughs> mindful eating, have a nice time. Um, Eat what Don't you like to eat. Eat what you like to eat, but also like, obviously some things are bad for you. Like, don't be eating like pasta every day. It's not good for no. you. Some eat people do that. stuff that like fills your soul and doesn't constipate you. Learn to cook is actually the most important thing that we haven't yes. said. That is actually the most important thing. Learn to cook. Okay. Well, I think that's, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything wholesome to recommend? Anything wholesome to recommend? Well, it's not wholesome, um, but I did find uh, that Netflix has released a new true crime thing um, called Catching Killers. I think it's three or four episodes, perhaps it's short or maybe maybe six episodes, but it's like three or four serial killers. Um, And it's just about the detectives. They interviewed the detectives that were trying to catch these serial killers and how frustrating it was. Cool. Honestly, on that note, I'll also recommend a Netflix true crime thing, which was the the one about the raincoat killer. Oh, I Korean started that killer. tonight. It's like three episodes. It's very good. I've only, actually I haven't watched the third episode yet, but um, again, if you if, full, I asked for something wholesome because I'm like Christmas is around the corner. We're both recommending serial killers. <laughs> Go to Netflix. What's more wholesome than that? Watch some stuff about serial killers. Like I actually was talking to someone who I was I was talking to him and I recommended um that he watch Abducted in Plain Sight always like you must always recommend the best craziest thing but he was like yeah women really like true crime a lot i'm like yeah it's research yeah (laughs) how could i die oh a hammer to the head (laughs) got it yeah so that i mean i guess we could like if we had anything wholesome actually no what if the marvel cartoon which has been out for a while now starts off wholesome and fun and cute ends in the most stressful of fashions. So just maybe watch the first three episodes and then call it a day. Okay. I was about to recommend an anime, but again, it's sad. I, I can't. Uh... What well, are we anyway, doing? what are we doing? Stay tuned. Oh. We're going to do an episode on anime. Maybe I'll mention it then, but like, so sad. Watching all these yeah. sad things. I'm. Am I excited for, I mean, at least I've watched some anime. I want you to watch more. I really do. I think you'd enjoy it. I mean, it does One Punch Man have a second season yet? No. Yes, it's on season? Netflix. 
or maybe it's on Crunchyroll. Do you like Crunchyroll password? I can give it to you. What the hell is Crunchyroll? Don't we'll you talk don't know Crunchyroll? You know what? Another time. This discussion <laughs> for an I'll I'll. It's it's literally like like the it's like the main one of the main like paid for anime websites. Oh, I can give you my password. It's okay. I just got a password from a friend for um, a Discovery Plus. You know Which what? And anyway, so this, we're ending. Shows. We're ending. We're cutting your mic. Um, we're, I'm cutting her mic. Okay. So excited. <laughs> so you can find us anywhere on the internet at I'd Kill a Spider for You and I'd Kill a Spider number four letter U on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you can find me anywhere on the internet at the CC Williams. And you can find Carmen. Where can you find Carmen? At uh, Maria, Carmen underscore Maria 416. I also just started, or my friend and I just started our BIPOC uh death talks because we because uh, i'm a death doula and i do grief talks and stuff with people um we started our instagram page which is bipoc death and grief talks and Catherine, you have a page for your cats i do it's called is Huey and soapy and you can find it linked on my other social media and it's just pictures of my cats and um god i love them so if you uh liked our podcast please rate and review us on itunes and yes, wherever please. else you can but especially itunes because then maybe more people will see us and we won't be talking into the void <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah please do anyway um i'm gonna buy okay. you flat tummy tea for christmas thanks so you know, get ready to shit your pants <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>